Welcome back, Hawklings, to this week's episode of Electric Talk, brought to you by Electric Talk. Uh, as always, my name's Tony. I got Connor here with me and Evan, and we have a very special guest uh, joining us today. His name is Raven Schoon. Yes. Otherwise known to his friends as Paul. Hello. And we're going to dive into his new The Mind EP coming out on 420. Uh, he's got a virtual festival set coming up. Uh, for the Harmony Music Festival brought to you by Electric Hawk. And we're going to find out some uh, opinions on Jeff Bezos, maybe, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to get sniped during this interview. <laughs> Sorry, we're already on a list. <laughs> He's like... He, uh, he went off script over. there. We, did. <laughs> <laughs> we got him. Bring that up, really. I saw Zero Dark Thirty. Okay, <laughs> it's actually an Amazon bot. Sorry, we didn't mean to tell you. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Hey Alexa. <laughs> Paul, thank you for joining. First of all. Yeah, of course. I'm 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 really happy to be on. Um, my first question is, how much or what do I have to do to get you to tweet out that video of you dropping your eyes on fire? Uh, the eyes on fire remix edit you have. Because, oh yeah, that's a <laughs> that's a good one. Um, oh yeah, honestly, all I all I have to do is either send it to my management or Taylor, since you know, uh, Twitter gave me a permanent hiatus, <laughs> and <laughs> I can I can have them uh, tweet it out for me. <laughs> yeah, I'll have yeah. to I'll have to go through my videos though. I have a lot of videos of like my cat just chilling, <laughs> so. I'd have to dig in the archives a little bit for for a good one of that. Feel free to post those too, though. Oh wait, no, put the edit <laughs> over the videos of the. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I can, I can, I can edit it. Have like a VJ have my cat <laughs> just looking as nuts as my graphics. Oh yeah, definitely. there you go. Now the ideas are flowing here. You'd be like, I will ease your pain. As it's like licking its crotch. <laughs> um no that that edit is so good i've went back to that tweet like so many times um but yeah how's everything how's life going how's uh how's your quarantine going um it's going you know i've i've been staying pretty busy uh i do i live in a studio in san francisco so it's starting to feel really really small yeah um you know i have a couch and a dinner table and a bed as like my main seating areas but the couch has like 20 plush toys on it so that's oh. off limits to me uh and my cat is like pretty much a permanent attachment of the couch yeah and then like my dinner table serves as my girlfriend's makeup station <laughs> and eating area and i also have like my dj equipment there when i practice you know playing to the to the crowd of my my cactus <laughs> and my half dead succulent <laughs> <laughs> to the masses. Um, so it's it's starting to feel small, you know. Like you, people don't, at least regular people that aren't billionaires, don't live in San Francisco, you know, for their for their homes. Mm. <laughs> uh, so I, I wasn't ever prepared to like spend this amount of time in my own house. I guess like it it's not bad, but it, it's definitely starting to feel small. Uh, I I'm at least lucky enough, you know, to have kept my job. I, I work in marketing, mm -hmm. uh, digital marketing. Um, so I can do that all from home, but I just end up, you know, sitting like on my bed on my laptop from like eight in the morning till five thirty every day. Yeah. Um, so it's starting to get a little, a little stale. Say so you work in marketing. I've, 
I also work in marketing and media, which I find interesting. And even like doing this kind of stuff, like on top of a nine to five job or eight to five job is a lot. How on earth do you balance that? It's got to be a lot. Um, <laughs> I don't know if there's a ton of balance in my life <laughs> when it comes when it comes to work, at least, you know, like, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was even worse when I wasn't on quarantine because I would be sometimes I, I like I had a show in Denver on a Tuesday, Tuesday or Thursday. So I like flew there after work, played the set and then like flew home, had a had a layover in Vegas and then like landed at se- six or seven in the morning in San Francisco and then like got dressed and like went into work. Oh, oh shit. Uh, <laughs> so it's a. Yeah, and was like that the Recno. Uh, no, luckily that one was like closer to uh, um, New Year's, and like my my company gives off like New Year's Day and Christmas, which is really nice. We get like five or six days, which is oh, nice. pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it's a lot. Uh, definitely, I I guess it's easier because I view like art and like music and everything that surrounds that as like not really a job but a a passion and some it's something that i want to do in my free time and you know all my friends that live in san francisco and like the bay area all work a lot so i only i don't see them that often because everyone here is just like pretty much a slave to their job because rent is like three grand a month you know yeah so and it gives me an excuse, you know, to like sit here and work on music twenty four seven. I'm like, oh guys, like, you know, oh fuck me, right? <laughs> totally can't come out tonight, which I kind of regret doing that sometimes now that like taken away. I'm stuck in quarantine. Yeah, um, but it's it's definitely a tough balance. I mean, I I I like and dislike my marketing job. Like, there's a lot of things that are awesome. There's a lot of things that I don't like. You know, I don't love like corporate America, hmm. um, but I'm not selling cigarettes to kids. So I, I feel good about that. Like yeah. I, I work with mostly gaming clients. So like I got to work on the launch of like Apex Legends and like I'm working on um, uh, Valorant and like Teamfight oh, Tactics. Good. I work with I work with Xbox on their new console. So like it's pretty it's cool. Yeah, for wow. the most part. Yeah, I just got the Valorant closed beta yesterday morning after like over a week of straight stream watching <laughs> yeah yeah i'm working on a pretty big campaign for that so you'll probably see it once it goes live there's lots of ndas involved with that kind yeah, of stuff yeah. but the game looks really cool uh i haven't given it a chance i, d- I don't have a key they gave us a couple keys but i'm not like one of the producers so mm-hmm. they they're not gonna give the guy <laughs> running the ads the key, you know? <laughs> I, maybe i'll ask them for one uh i actually do play apex legends with like my ea client though so that's, that's cool sick. oh wow do you like super good because he works on like ea i'm not gonna out him <laughs> <laughs> he has fun he has fun playing no yeah yeah no i'm just kidding he's actually pretty good um <laughs> We haven't got a win. Okay, so I play with my coworker and EA, and every time I play with them, we get like fifth place or fourth place. It's not bad. But then every time I don't play with them, they get like ten wins. So 
it's obviously me. <laughs> like my energy must be fucking them up. <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> Just blame it on the RNG, dude. Yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to get sniping clips, okay? <laughs> it's all about the quick scope. Speaking of other things to do in quarantine, obviously there's tons of live streams now and Electric Hawk's own coming up, but um, I saw you tweeting about it. Who were some of your favorite sets from what you've seen? Yeah, I, I feel like that's tough because there's been like, oh, yeah. pretty much everybody that I love and like respect has done a stream or done like 10 of them. Um, I'm starting to to like feel like people are gonna get stream like overload yeah um but but like it's also been so awesome to me because i feel like it really levels the playing field mm. for all artists involved you know like you could be like some ma major producer and like you know you're at the same playing field pretty much like people are either going to turn into your set for a little bit mm -hmm. or they're going to be like this guy's like not a good dj or like <laughs> this content's lame or like wow like this kid that like i've never really listened to like is so good you know and like like with shades dude how the fuck is shades and g jones trending like number two in the oh, u.s yeah. you know i to me to me that was like so awesome because like in our niche, you know, bass music realm, like Shades and G Jones are already like god tier producers, right? Mm -hmm. But like to a lot of these kids that have never been exposed to them and at that level or like given them that much time, um, I think it's just been really cool. Cause like to us, like Shades is in a small, like nothing about Shades is small to me, mm -hmm. but you know, to somebody who's tuning in for Alice in Wonderland, like who the fuck is Shades yeah. to them, you know? Right, right. Uh, so I think that's been really awesome. Uh, obviously, like I love the Shades live stream. Um, I think Alex Perez and Eprom are both like two of my big inspirations. Mm -hmm. um, maybe not for the my style of music, but just like I love playing their music and just like their productions are, are incredible. Mm -hmm. um, so that's been really great. But at the same time, I've seen a lot of people bitching that like certain artists like owe them live streams, which I think is silly. You know, like if somebody wants to share their art, like go ahead. If, if it's not meant for like a streaming format, then it's not. I think that it's just really cool that this is a thing. And I'm honestly surprised that like, uh, I guess artists and DJs like never jumped on this sooner, you know? Yeah. Because like a lot of artists and DJs are all like uh, not all but a lot of us are gamers you know and like mm -hmm. pretty nerdy and like like xbox and playstation and pc gaming um and watch like live streams of people playing like valoran or whatever like team fight tactics um i had to plug those sorry <laughs> <laughs> i'm getting paid here okay uh <laughs> I hope you hear that, Riot Games. <laughs> Yo, if Riot retweets the episode, then I'm cool with it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just, it's crazy to me that no one, like, took advantage of this sooner besides a handful of people. Uh, I think Truth has been doing really, mm -hmm. really great. Yeah. Um, I like how he's been having people that maybe aren't, like, DDD, like, Deep Dark Dangerous, mm -hmm. Dubstep, you know, like, on his stream, though, like, on Hell, I saw the other night, oh, like, yeah sure he, he, might, he might make like some dubstep stuff but like it's not exactly the same realm but then truth like puts him right before himself so people are going to tune in to like some of these artists that they might not mm -hmm. have found before so 
that's really cool. Also, shouts out to on hell. I think he's on harmony. So yes. Oh yeah, he is. Um, and we kind of were talking about like the same kind of idea. And I, I said it last week, but I was like, kind of has made me realize like, yeah, why haven't any, like, why hasn't this been a thing before? Like, even if like you're like in between touring or you're, you don't have any shows for like a weekend, like even outside of being in quarantine, like it, it does kind of seem like it's like, yeah, why hasn't anybody thought to like do a stream? Cause like the worst that happens is like not a ton of people tune in, but it's still more people like tuning in and watching you like perform and like play your music than nobody seeing it if you didn't stream. I, I, yeah. Sorry to interrupt. No. I think like going off of your point there, I do think that, you know, the cynical side of me says, a lot of people haven't done it because maybe their manager mm -hmm. or, you know, agent was like, Hey, you know, you can't make money off this. Or like, we only want you playing like paid opportunities where, where like people weren't looking at it as like, Hey, this is really beneficial for my brand. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe they were just like losing themselves there. I don't know. Yeah. I mean that, that would be, there's kind of like both sides of the coin, I guess. Cause it, yeah, it, there isn't like necessarily a way to monetize it or not as much as like a tour or a, an actual show. But yeah, there is also that other, cause like, it's not a matter of buying a ticket and going somewhere. It's just like clicking a, you know, opening your web browser and going to Twitch. So I feel like there's like m much more of a willingness to engage in the, in the set rather than, you know, make a full commitment and then, again helps your brand helps get your name out there and stuff yeah I, I think it's a really personal way of connecting with fans like um i think like sub doctor another name to bring up has, yeah he's been doing a lot of like he'll just be chilling with his dog and like <laughs> drinking beer and like playing Chugging like whiskey you know rock music and shit you know like he's playing all sorts of stuff and i feel like it's allowed people like that to like really their fans are like this guy's so cool like mm -hmm. i relate to him um i think it, that's really really beneficial too yeah and i think it's here to stay i think it's here to mm -hmm. stay like after this we're not gonna go to a time there's a time before and after dj streaming and i think dj streaming's here to stay obviously when people are touring it's gonna be like maybe a little bit smaller but i think i think it's gonna be a lot more of a thing yeah uh, I'd much rather have DJ stream after parties than like real after. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like go back to my exactly. hotel and like they go back to their like Airbnb for the weekend and like I don't have to crowd yeah. in a bunch of people. <laughs> Just go right to bed after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can you can do your drugs from the comfort of your own hotel room. <laughs> yeah, I'd pay five dollars for that. Like you don't seriously. have somebody knocking on the bathroom door. <laughs> <laughs> It'd pay the price of the ticket just to for the stream for that, honestly. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> after, dude, I'm so bad at after parties. So I'm like, I want to go home, yeah. eat pizza, and sleep. Yep. Plus so much money buying tickets in advance. Like, oh, yeah, I'll go to the after party. <laughs> and then after the party time comes up, I'm like, uh, never mind. So late. You pull up Twitter, you're like, yay, got like three Zed's Dead after party tickets for sale. <laughs> People end up giving them away. And they're like, I seriously, please uh -huh. go. <laughs> yeah. yeah have a great time. This. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> no, but it's not just the artists either. It's like these big entities like Insomniac is doing Ravathon like every week. And we have all these virtual festivals too, like Electric Cox Harmony and um, the one with Proximity and Brownies Lemonade and the one with uh trap nation coming up mm -hmm. deport this weekend there's just so many so i think 
Um, me personally, I could see these entities doing it like once a month or once a year, even with like a virtual rave that they do, maybe before the actual festival startup, whenever that is. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on like having these larger, like essentially virtual festivals happening? I mean, I think the precursor to all this, right, was like Ultra and like Tomorrowland and Coachella that have been streaming, mm-hmm. you know, their festivals online for years. And I, it's crazy that like no one saw the crossover like, hey, like, why don't we just do this on our own? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like these big organized things will probably continue to some degree. I mean, things will obviously get more complicated as more industry people get involved and you know there's a a bunch of different interests and all that but i definitely think it's something that can keep happening and like it's fun and i mean you saw like g jones the other night is playing to like sixty thousand people that are tuned in like that's that's like the main stage at like edc Mm -hmm. you know with a pretty like packed crowd so um i think the power of that and like how it, I wouldn't say it's easy because there's like so much behind the scenes shit to make sure it goes off without a hitch. Um, but as technology only continues to get better, um, I know people are afraid of like 5G, like giving them COVID or making their wieners <laughs> small or some shit. But like <laughs> <laughs> what, it, what it's really going to do is allow like 4K streaming without any ping, without any ping. So like when that happens, like it's it's game over. True. I know I'm waiting for like when we go to real life festivals and they have like options where you can like sit and not at the stage and like watch the stages and I can just be lazy as fuck at the <laughs> festival like I am at home and just like have like mac and cheese bites and I'm just like chilling on a blow up couch. One can dream. <laughs> just, yeah. just slowly like one step at a time getting to like a voluntary quarantine just for like oh I, yeah I, I, you know i'd rather just stay home I, i'm it. beginning to think like wally was a documentary you know with <laughs> yeah, all the exactly. people like in those chairs floating around <laughs> sitting right next to each other but talking through the screens yeah exactly <laughs> yeah all right so i think we should get into what everyone's waiting for the my dp um kind of walk through how it came about and um your inspirations yeah um yeah just kind of how everything came about so yeah my dp um is this your um first collective ep or first like debut kind of project like this the ep as a whole uh i had like a a small one when i first started producing okay um but most of the songs were really bad because i just started producing and like I got the masters back and I was like, oh my God, like everything was still out of key. Like I had no idea what I was doing. It was trash, <laughs> which is fine. Like that's part of growing as an artist. Um, so I like, I put the three songs that were okay. And I like called that like my beautiful chaos EP. Um, but like, this is my first like large, co- larger, I guess cohesive like more cohesive project with like a specific sound vibe like a full like marketing plan that i've like put together for it um so yeah i i consider it like my first like big release of of music Mm -hmm. it's yeah you tweeted i think today or yesterday about um i mean it's been in the works for like over a year you said right yeah so like i it was over a year ago, I think, the beginning of last year, like maybe 
March or before, um, my friend Eugene, uh, who goes by my son, he sent me like this like two or three minute clip of this song, and it just like immediately like spoke to me. I I think I was in an airport traveling somewhere, and like I listened to it like twenty times, and I was like, okay, like please send me that, um, which was like the intro, um, and then like a, a, a like a kind of a trap drop. And then like this middle section, um, which ended up becoming Mind, like the lead single. Uh, uh, that song took the longest to make. Just it was, and I think it really like encapsulates the full, like musical journey for me, um, and like obsession and like perfectionism too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so he sent that to me. I listened to it a bajillion times. Uh, he finally sent me the project, and like I think we did like 40 versions and i was like okay like i think i'm cool with where it is right now and then we were both like i don't know like i think it's missing something and i was like this needs a vocal um and i had actually been talking to um born i mm-hmm. who got put on to my song deja Reve, uh and he like really liked that like i was gonna dj during his set at deja voom actually uh he, he did like a guided meditation um I I didn't end up doing it. I think Lucid did it. Um, I don't think I responded to him soon enough or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but like we we kept talking. Like he came to the Bay Area um, for like work, um, and like we got dinner together. Just like really hit it off. It felt like I'd been friends with him for the longest time. Um, so when when I sent it to him, he was like, "Yes, like I want to be a part of this project." Like, um. I love it. Like, and he sent me the, like the vocals in like a week or two and they were just like, so perfect. Uh, I, I didn't really change like anything. Um, really, mm-hmm. uh, it like, it just, it was poetry more than just like, you know, some kind of like hype, like verse that some of the, the people in EDM like mm-hmm. are looking for, you know, it was like, spoken word poetry um and it just really fit the song perfectly uh i did end up like editing that song i think we got like 75 plus versions of it um <laughs> jesus this is i'd like send it One i'd send it to my friend eugene and collaborator and i was like you know here's this version and he'd be like okay like i like this like maybe like change this up and then i'd be like okay and send him like five more versions that day <laughs> um and then finally like it was ready um and i knew that i wanted to save that song for an ep like when i was going to have the other songs like that was gonna be like the big song um so then you know obviously went through the crazy process of mixing and mastering uh i work with an engineer his name's chris blazer uh he's like incredible um so that whole process was also you know a bunch of revisions um he like really took on the project as like part of his own you know like he's just like really great to work with and brought the song to like its full potential um so once i had that and in storage you know i was like okay like this is my secret weapon now like i need like five or six more songs uh, before I feel comfortable and I want them all to kind of have a sound. Um, so this, the whole like vibe of this is very like psychedelic, like 
trance type arpeggios like mm-hmm. a continuation of a lot of what a lot of my music sounds like at least like a lot of the spacey stuff and not like the more heavier bass dubstep stuff um and yeah i just ended up collaborating with a couple different people uh, zuni on this song called amuculus um which if you watch uh anime you'll know that um and then i collabed with feelmonger uh, matt which that sounds awesome um, and then through the silence and dreaming which is like an interlude between the heavier half and the, yeah. the more like thoughtful half of the ep uh besides that i did have that song no signal that we that we like briefly mentioned earlier and that's what i was gonna name the ep um and where that name comes from funny enough is like uh in my studio my tv is like kind of at the edge of my bed and when i fall asleep with the xbox on it'll like the xbox will shut off but the tv doesn't turn off because it's kind of old and it'll have like the no it'll say no signal and like just bounce around the screen so i'll like wake up in the middle of the night and see that sometimes and it just like felt like this like state in between being awake and dreaming um and i had collaborated with longtime friend uh tola who like lived in my neighborhood growing up in atlanta um and like he put down this really really awesome verse um but i ended up losing the original like ableton file Mm -hmm. for no signal um after i played 40 ounce wonderland in florida uh tsa like went through my bag and then like ended up losing my hard drive and like dude it was so bad because like i hadn't backed it up in so long so like if you're listening back up your fucking (laughs) shit um please like back it up like it's so easy uh i have dropbox and like splice so like now all my shit like auto syncs to the cloud yeah um, but i hadn't backed it up and i knew that i shouldn't bring it but i did uh and i lost it so i tried to make that song work i had like a wave like i had exported the early like unmixed unmastered version of it um and i tried to make it work really hard but i like i sent it to chris and like he's he's like man like i'm trying to That's like so you know yeah. make this thing like polish a turd but like you know everything like if the whole song's not mixed down and you're trying to like master yeah. it after that it's just really tough because it, it wasn't ready like it wasn't done so i ended up cutting it and i was like okay like i can't call the the ep no signal anymore and like people i was already kind of doubting you know why i was calling it no signal because it means something to me but like i don't want to have to explain it every time mm-hmm. where mind i felt like was just a lot easier and like that's something that everyone can relate to because mm-hmm. at least most people have a mind maybe not the president but <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> like retweet <laughs> most people have minds i think um even my cat who likes licking his balls <laughs> I know he's conscious. <laughs> um, and it was, it was like the lead, it was the lead single. Like it has born eye on it. Like it, it just felt mm-hmm. fitting. And then it, by getting rid of no signal, it split the EP into two parts, like control and amuculus in the beginning that are like yeah. the heavier, like songs that I'll, I'll play like more often in my live sets. Um, and then, dreaming the interlude which dreams have always been really really important to me and then the like more thoughtful uh self-explorative mm-hmm. side 
with like through the silence in mind. Yeah, that's something that we really appreciate here. Like we talked about it a couple of times and Blank kind of got into it when we um, talked to him. But it's so like for at least for me personally, it's it's not like refreshing is not even the right word, but it's just like like I'd so much rather listen to a project like this that is like there's a deep meaning behind it and there's every song has like a purpose to the the project as a whole and like building almost like building a kind of a world or you know depending on like what an artist is going for but it just there's like more to it and there's like a substance to it and it's not just like oh you know here's like four edm like bangers that yeah it's not just womp womp yeah it's yeah and i think i definitely agree with you and like obviously eps like that serve a purpose you know a lot of times labels will be like you know send me four bangers and we'll put you on on our label and like release through that and that has like that has its purpose but i agree with you like i think that for at least when i first fell in love with electronic music like i was a kid i was like you know eight or nine like on groovesharkcom listening to like atb and like p- trance artists on newgrounds.com and like dj splash shit like that and then in like the 2010s like there was a whole wave of like the original like popular bass music and i feel like it was all melodic and like emotional uh like dubstep back then like even though they were bangers like they there was like melody to them and and they made you feel things and i feel like the past few years dubstep in general and like bass music has really gotten away from the like um more melodic and emotional side um which isn't necessarily a bad thing but like personally i can't go to a show and listen to like rhythm bangers for like (laughs) 90 minutes and then through like five acts of that and like nothing against like any of those artists because they're all creating like really boundary pushing sounds and stuff Mm -hmm. but like i want to hear something that makes me also like feel a little bit you know uh in a different way rather than just like aggro I don't think you're alone in that. I mean, me personally, like Melodic Dub, that old, like, the first one that comes to mind is, like, Old Adventure Club with, like, their Red Blue album. And, like, yeah. that heavy Melodic Dubstep is just so, like, classic. Do you think we'll, like, see a point where that comes back? Do you think we're on the verge of Melodic Dubstep, I guess, coming back? I think, yeah, I think so. I mean, there's obviously been acts that have, like, created Melodic Dubstep the whole time. Um, you know, like AU5, I think mm. that's how he pronounces his name. Yes. Oh, he yeah. makes like, yep, yep. first of all, that kid's a fucking prodigy. Yeah. Uh, watching Seriously. his tutorials make me feel so stupid, but like, <laughs> I also so appreciate what he, what he does. Um, and you know, people like Seven Lions, um, mm-hmm. who not only makes melodic dubstep, but like, he's kind of like bringing like Psytrance and like genres like that really back into the mainstream uh so that's been really cool but yeah i I think it's it's becoming more acceptable and and you know trends change over time but i think things that make you feel something uh are always going to be really important and i think Mm -hmm. artists that that are like trying to make genuine connections not only through their personalities but their music i think that's um i think that's always going to be a thing and i think it's it's all it's also coming back though stronger the ae5 to go back to that is like i was watching i think it was like a an instagram ad i had for like a a course he did 
and he was doing this like 10 minute tutorial and it just like you see him and there's a couple other guys that come to mind but they just like literally every single knob or button or like like possible paran- parameter in Ableton, like they just know what it does. It's not like they never have to like look it up. Like the guy who was running the course asked him a question about like a knob on the reverb, um, Ableton's reverb, and and he was like, oh yeah, it does this. And it, like <laughs> he's at first he like couldn't. He's like, I actually don't know. And then he's like, oh no, wait, yeah. It, it was like so, it's just such a weird like little thing. And it's just like you see guys like that that not only can bring like that technical side and like knowing all about the program, but then also what they make is like this melodic like beautiful evolving like either dubstep or like he'll get into like whatever you want to call it future bass or yeah that sort of stuff but it's like so impressive to see guys and it from what the teasers and everything look like with the mind ep it's the same sort of thing like you have the technical side and like the sound design the, the cool sound design or like the halftime song um homunculus but then you also have this these like evolving beautiful wave sort of like songs to close it out so like just it's just it's just like an awesome project to to listen through to and and like not just hear you know the classic like song that someone's gonna play 50 times at lost lands you know yeah exactly and i i agree with you and i think another name that comes to mind is virtual riot yep so crazy <laughs> because that. like oh god like, don't get connor started on virtual riot <laughs> he makes he makes like the most absurd like rhythm and dubstep bangers ever but he also yes. makes like incredibly like beautiful music um so i, I definitely feel that but yeah he's... someone made a meme on the virtual riot page the other day where it was like other producers like wub other producers womp and then it was like virtual riot boink <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude he those guys are on their own level and i think mm-hmm. everyone takes a page out of those books yeah um and yeah i i mean like for my ep i I view it the same way that I view like building uh, like a live set, right? Mm-hmm. I like starting like big, heavy, like loud, um, something that's attention grabbing and makes you move, but mm-hmm. then also like takes you on a journey. And then like, you know, the, the other night during my night flight, uh, like down tempo-esque set that I played with you guys, somebody was like, holy fuck, it's only been 20 minutes. <laughs> and like... <laughs> that's that's like what that's what i'm going for because that's the feeling that other producers and djs have created for me Mm -hmm. in the past um and i I think it's really like an art to not only be able to tell a story through like your ep but also like through your live set like yeah it's, it's not just like playing song a song b song a song b you know like it's it's a whole you're like you're curating like a a feeling for somebody Mm -hmm. for an hour that's that's really like sacred you know like you have you're influencing someone's feelings and thoughts so i think it's something that should be like have a lot of craft and and Mm -hmm. love put into it and speaking of your um lives or your mixes um i didn't realize i think it was in the edm identity mix you did um the what was it the young jock song over blank's death rattle oh yeah such a like oh my god some of the some of your uh acapellas that you pair up are like holy shit like i didn't know i needed to hear these two songs together and they just work so perfectly yeah you can hear the long hair like in the mixes (laughs) yeah it honestly like apologies to my girlfriend because she's the one that has to hear me like trying (laughs) to find the those perfect like 
it, it takes a lot of time, which is why I try am trying not to play too many like streams and stuff because mm-hmm. you know I have like five good sets right now, but I've spent like twenty hours on each one of those. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or more, you know, and then yeah. like they obviously evolve over time. I'm, I like I end up adding more acapellas or less, or like I add in a section of five or six songs. They they change over time, but um yeah it's it's a lot of work and it's also like when i'm when i'm building a live set then like i'm not working on making my own music mm-hmm. and then i like get mad at myself yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. i want to i want to have like me working on all and then somebody else like you know running social media and then the other person you know doing my <laughs> day job um, <laughs> it it does feel like sometimes you get overextended but mm-hmm. yeah I guess going off of, of what you said with uh, like the death rattle, like going down mashup, this is something yeah. I shared in my Facebook group, but like I'll try to like pair up song names, like in the track list to like say different things or oh. so like I play the song mind by dead Crow, dead crow God out of um, or no into control by Buku. So like mind control. Um mm-hmm. so, there's there's a flux pavilion uh nightmare track i forget the the name uh feel your love i think it is and it's like i just want to let you know and then right after that i like fade it out and then i fade in like what you know about that by ti so like that's like answering that question um so like that's the level that i'm trying to go like with all the stuff that i'm doing and you do you i think you said you well you match up bpm but you mix all of that like the acapellas two by ear you said yeah i mean yeah for the most part like i'll download a ton of songs when i'm making a mix and then like organize them by bpm and like there's like two main bpms that i've been playing and i guess three is obviously like 140 um i like 80 and 160 which is like it's just groovy for the drums and then drum and bass uh 174 87 so like you know drum and bass in halftime it's easy to go between those two and i think that's one of the versatile like ranges of bpms because you can jump from something that's like super crazy like drum and bass is fast to like yeah <laughs> something that's like halftime and gnarly and crazy before here before we we get off of it though i just realized that the easy e moody good is fall in real love i didn't even realize the name of it i've always but that 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 mashup is dumb oh yeah, yeah dude it's crazy like that one and that like gucci i like put gucci over that pretty lights mashup that he did uh, when i so for the longest time this sounds crazy i didn't have like a controller at all um and i was making all my mixes by like clicking my mouse in like the tractor software Oh, God. Uh, for for I'm t- I'm talking about years. Like, oh my god, uh, dude, controllers are expensive, and I was like so broke oh, yeah. in college and had all my other issues I was dealing with at the time. So like two years ago, 2018 or maybe 2017, my mom got me like a tractor controller for Christmas, and like I just sat down like on the floor like a kid and like played with it, and I made those two mashups like right there, and and just like. I was like, oh, I have a new SoundCloud. Like, I'll put those up. And now they have like 100,000 plays. And like, yeah. people 
so it's crazy that those were just like on a whim kind of made and wow. they just yeah. like really they just like flowed really easy i can't even hear fall in love anymore without expecting you to like come over like immersive played it during his down tempo and I was like, where's EZE? People have asked me, like, they're like, oh, that's like a bass nectar rip. And I'm like, dude, he's never played that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like the compliment, though. Like, I don't. Yeah, I'm like, thanks. Thank you. Like, somebody the other day was like, on one of my Twitch, Twitch streams, was like, nice bass nectar rip. And I was like, Google it, bro. Like, that, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we said it a second ago, but I definitely think we need to discuss wave music. Oh, yeah. Because you brought up Dead wave Crow. music. Yeah, Dead Crow. We got Vibe Digitals rising up right now. Yeah. And that Camila Cabello remix. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal. So I'll start with Wave, and then we can go to the remix. Um, wave. I have always loved trance music. Like I said earlier, I was like in newgrounds.com and like listening to like not even just trance, but like happy hardcore and like hard style. When I'm like 13, like smoking weed out of an apple, like <laughs> blasting like Russia Priv Jet by Bass Hunter um, <laughs> in my room alone. Like I'm okay now, mom, I promise. But. <laughs> <laughs> But like that's that's what I like first really loved uh, electronic music and uh, like my first show like people were like oh what's your first show and they're like you know excision in like 2017 like I saw Infected Mushroom in 2009 <laughs> when I was like 14 or 15 <laughs> and like I was terrified because I'd never been to one of those shows before I just knew that I loved Psytrance which is its own thing in itself and yeah. like <laughs> there was people like eating like little they had like little spoons they were putting in their nose and stuff and i like this was like 2009 feels like you know a hundred years ago oh yeah it was so it was like kind of scary to me but like it was so cool um so i've always loved trance and i grew up in atlanta so i obviously love trap music like there's nothing better than trap drums like fight me oh, like you won't get an argument you you can take the stupidest beat right and put trap drums like some hi-hats and 808s and it sounds i mean love sosa fire. rl grime rem or love sosa.com <laughs> remix like probably took them like a day and yeah <laughs> it, like solidified us all yeah like love sosa <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> and everyone went fucking crazy dude oh, wah, yeah. wah. Right. So I, I, yeah, I was like, okay, so I want somebody to make trance trap and like, <laughs> and I think Flostradamus kind of did like progressive house trap yeah. for a while before they got in trouble for like, do you remember that? They were like taking like popular songs and like adding trap drums and then yeah. yeah. And then renaming them their own songs. And like Hardwell was like, "Bro, that's my fucking melody." <laughs> um, so I feel like that was the precursor, but it was missing, you know, like the the Reese like that buzzing bass sound yeah. that like people it's in rap music like Bass Nectar is one who like really like made that song or not song but sound popular like with his lights remix um yeah but like somebody finally like put two and two together like trance leads trap drums respace and i first stumbled upon i think it was dead crow like two or three years ago when he had like first just starting 
posting stuff on SoundCloud. Maybe that's wrong, but he, I he didn't have a, a as big of a of a following at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I joke with my girlfriend that I should do A and R because like I always find artists like so early. Um, like I found Hex Cougar when he had like two thousand fo- followers on SoundCloud. Um, I showed I showed her what was it? Uh, Cardi B. Like what? What was the Cardi B song that was super popular? Cardi B. Uh, Bodak Yellow. Bodak yeah. Yellow. Bodak I showed Yellow. her Bodak Yellow, like <laughs> forever ago, and then like all of a sudden that shit exploded because that song's a fucking jam. Yeah. Um, and Ocean Eyes too by Billie Eilish. I showed I showed her wow. that song and she was like, "Oh, this is like really cool." It was actually like a remix of it before it was like really. It was big. like the astronomy then, edit, I think, is what it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard it in a, I heard it in an Uber actually, um, <laughs> and I was like, "This is fire!" And then that song and her are like international superstars. But besides that, and my other life where I'm the A and R, like, <laughs> um, Interscope or something. Um, <laughs> if you're listening, to Interscope, I got you. <laughs> um. Yeah, I found Dead Crow, and then I, like, obviously, like, was like, okay, this kid. First of all, I go by Ravenscreen, and he's name, his name's Dead Crow. <laughs> like, I'm obviously going to have to fucking go to the Netherlands and fight this kid. <laughs> and he's making music that I want to make. No, but it was, it was awesome, and I was so inspired. And then, like, I obviously went down the hole, found, like, Vibe Digital... Mm-hmm. and liquid ritual and like all those guys and like barnacle boy and and like skeller and a lot of the people that are on the harmony lineup yeah and i was like holy fuck like this is what i've been looking for my whole life um like the f- the first down tempo mix that i did if you go back and listen to those like old down tempo mixes i made like a year to two years ago it's a lot of it's just wave music yeah mm-hmm. um and people didn't know what it was though and it's like just now picking up steam so it it was cool to be like hey this is something i found and like i i even felt like i was late on the train because mm-hmm. like there's already like like artists establishing themselves and in, in that sound but it's already evolved so much which is cool um and i was like here's uh, i'm gonna call it a down tempo mix so you'll listen to it because <laughs> <laughs> you put the word down tempo on something and people fucking listen and <laughs> I'm like, all right, here's a down tempo mix now. Uh, yeah. I'm not disturbed, let the bodies hit the floor. Yeah. They're like, I love down tempo. <laughs> I'm like, God, I hate this place. <laughs> I think it goes to show, though. Like, I think down tempo is very subjective to who you are as a person. Some person's down tempo might not be everyone's down tempo. Yeah, there's like down tempo that makes me want to go to bed. And like hip tipper down tempo, which is like tickling yeah. my brain on DMT. And then there's like my down tempo is like a little like I said on Twitter, like or at least my management said on Twitter that like <laughs> <laughs> that like my down tempo is like say you're at electric forest and you roll up at like four thirty in the morning on like yeah on a Tesla like in two thousand and like thirteen <laughs> and somebody's playing a like an RV set. Like, I'm playing what I want to hear there, which is going to be, like, not crazy dubstep or anything like that, but mm-hmm. it's going to have enough, like, bite to it that it's going to feel like you're, like, on a, on a journey, I guess. It's enough to keep you up. Yeah, for sure. 
If, if not the MDMA. Exactly. <laughs> or the sat. Or the half the half a sass. Yeah. That's like what I really liked about your uh night flight set the other night is it's kind of like the gangster wave. Like I sound so white saying it, but I don't give a shit. Like almost like Barnacle Boy wave where like he's throwing like ten crack commandments over some Tyco and I don't know how to feel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you want to chill, but like all Shit, yeah you want to chill like also maybe rob someone but like theoretically yeah exactly and like that's the i mean that's the vibe of my life right i'm i like i grew up in the suburbs of atlanta so there's like the the nerdy like white kid but there's also like you know i don't know like there's grit to it and there's mm-hmm. i don't know yeah, you can't smoke it's, out it's of apples really cool. yeah exactly like there's so many different sides to it like i i just think it's really cool how you can change things by combining them you know it's like science class right like i can put like a rock or like a hip-hop acapella over something that would typically be like pretty like a hype or fun beat or like something you'd party to and then it's over something that's a little bit chiller so like you don't know how to act yeah except out yeah (laughs) no it is it is so interesting because it's like there used i mean there's that debate too like years ago about like doing that and like is it you know creating new art from combining different kinds of art and it's like interesting and it's not only like for my for me at least like because i grew up loving hip-hop and i was more so like um kind of east coast kind of hip-hop but rather than like southern hip-hop but it's like wild because now i'm hearing you play like um i don't even know like uh, uh what's the guy's name in the um uh, I can't think of his name, but I'm like hearing you play like Southern hip hop. Was it the Mike Jones song? <laughs> no, well, there's there was like the Young Jock example, but I don't even know yeah, if that yeah. would be. I I'll think of it, and I but it, he had like a major hit. But it's like changing my taste because it's like not even like necessarily hip hop that I used to like listen to or like. But you're throwing it over this different song now, more like m- likely than not like a bass song, and it's like wow, this works so well. It's like I wouldn't even normally think to like this original like acapella, and it just works. It's like it does. It's like a completely different song when you pair it up with different things and mix it into and out of songs. It like creates a whole different like feeling and experience when you're you're listening to it. Yeah, there's there's one. Uh what's it's flow rider like uh spin you right round or whatever that song that like <laughs> i hate that song right i yeah. hate that song sorry flow rider but like i put him in the same category as the actual state of florida um, <laughs> yeah so does he yeah yeah that's yeah. his branding <laughs> just kidding fans in florida i love you um, <laughs> strong <electric laughs> talk follow yeah They're like this guy's such an asshole of course he lives in california well, right is calling Pitbull. Like, Did you hear what Ravenskoon said, fucking said about us, dog? Said about Florida? Can you well, believe this guy? Then maybe you shouldn't reopen your goddamn beaches, okay? <laughs> yeah. Seriously, though. But, but yeah, I like, I'm not a big Florida fan. Um, I, I think I've seen him a couple times live, though. It just happens. Um, it's life, man. But I like put that over like Trolley Snatcher and Subscape song from like 2008. And it sounds cool. So, like, <laughs> my my rule is, like, if it sounds cool, then, like, that's what matters. Like, yep. I don't care if, if it's, like, the stupidest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Like the Into the Sun Flo Rida remix? Yeah, exactly. 
Archie Eversole. That's who I was trying to think of. I don't. I don't even know if that's. I can't remember. Still can't remember the song. But like Archie Eversole and those guys, I never listened to. Yeah. I knew, so I I, I've there. been like trying to put more like New York rap over stuff recently. Like I put yeah. AM to PM by like Cassidy. I think he's from New York. Mm. Uh, over this like over the human and Smokeland song, um, blunted. Mm-hmm. and like that shit smacks so good and it changes it changes like when i heard blunted i was like dude this song is missing a fucking hook like it's, it's yeah. perfect right like that song is so good but like it's just missing some vocals and i'm glad they didn't put vocals over it so that <laughs> like i could have vocals yeah. over it also shouts out to both smokeland and human they're yeah. they're creating a lot of yeah, really yeah. awesome music electric hawk likes both of them yes we we love <laughs> We, what do the kids say? Stan, we stand. We stand. Yeah. <laughs> we ship. <laughs> only, only essential stuff right now, though, for shipping. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like a bidet. I need a fucking bidet. <laughs> Saw my first toilet paper in the wild yesterday. I copped that shit so fast. Yeah. A bidet can always double as a water fountain, too. If you ever really get it. <laughs> um... Well, we're talking about hip hop legends. Let's stay on the topic of legends. Um, you opened for, was it last year? I think opened for Nero in um, in your hometown. Yeah. Um, so crazy how that happened. Nero was doing like a nationwide tour, and it was just one of the guys. Um, he didn't have like the female vocalist with him, mm-hmm. um, which I've seen them when they're all together, and it's awesome. But this oh, was sure. more of like a, a club tour um and i just like my manager you know made some shit happen and they're like yeah like you can play like the opening set for them at this nightclub in atlanta and i was like sure like i hadn't seen my parents in a long time and i, I was like i'll go home um uh, like my girlfriend was home with me for thanksgiving actually so we like it just all lined up perfectly and i was like yeah like let's make it happen like you know i don't care like what like the guarantee is like i just nero's like i'd say nero's like number two or number one for my all-time inspirations actually mm-hmm. like just the blend of dubstep and like house music with like sci-fi is just mm-hmm. yeah oh um like i want them to do the new blade runner like soundtrack like they and i think they actually wrote it like they said welcome reality the album is like a concept album for like a like a uh, soundtrack for a movie and that's why it's like written that way um so obviously i was like super geeked out about it right uh and then i get into this nightclub and it's like fucking fancy (laughs) like not where like raven's coon comfortable you know (laughs) there's like people in like suits and heels on the Uh, dance floor there's there's like a that kind of club but there's yeah but then you also have like a couple hundred like Ravenscoon fans there that are like <laughs> in fucking pashminas and like jerseys, you know, hats with pins on them. So it was a really weird crowd, but like the venue itself was so cool. It's like yeah. a brand new club in Atlanta. I think it's called Ravine. It has like these lights that like bounce from the ceiling that change colors and like, like, yeah, like lasers wow. and like a brand new, like probably million dollar sounds. Um, so I, normally I head into a set with like, I like pre-plan most of my sets. I'm like, this is what I'm going to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, 10 songs in, I'm playing 
some like pretty fucking weird like experimental <laughs> dubstep <laughs> and i can see a lot of people in the crowd who had like shown up were not there for that uh they were like you know like they're like starting to like turn their backs or just talking which it's a nightclub too so like people yeah. are doing their thing um but i'm like fuck like i can't lose all these people so i have a, a bunch of playlists like in my dj software and so like i quickly as the song's playing i like went more into like the drum and bass in halftime and i actually had the mix for edm identity like made all the way back in thanksgiving oh. uh, not for them specifically but i had those like songs in a playlist mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know what I was going to play it for. So I was like, okay, so I'll move to that and ended up like kind of like off the dome playing a lot of drum and bass. And they were like loving it. Like they were, they were loving it. It was so cool. I was like, God, like, thank you. Cause like <laughs> I was starting to sweat up there. I'm playing like some percolator song from like five years ago. That's, <laughs> and I was like, Oh God, like this is going to go not how I, I, I planned. And funny enough like the club when when they said that i could open for nero they were like yeah like you can open it and then the day of they were like so we're gonna need you to play for like four hours oh from like the time the doors open until nero oh wow and i was like bro (laughs) excuse me i was you know the soldier boy meme and he's like what yes (laughs) drake yeah exactly (laughs) i was like four hours (laughs) (laughs) I was like, fuck that, dude. I don't have four hours. Like, maybe if I play each song from start to end, yeah. Um, (laughs) So I posted on Facebook, and I was like, please, somebody come play. Like, you can can open for Nero. (laughs) I was like, like, please, like, I don't, like, I'll get you 500 drink tickets, and, like, I'll guest list all your friends. Like, just don't make me play for four hours, because it's going to be bad. And uh, so Scales was going to show up, but his car broke down. Oh, um, I Scales. And Slizzard showed up, who I think you guys fuck with. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, I never really met him before. Um, so it was just, like, super clutch. And, like, we're in the electric hot, like, Twitter chat together, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, he showed up. And I was like, dude, it's, like, just going to be us. Like, Scales isn't coming play for as long as you can <laughs> because like we're we have to split like three hours you're like make mr nero happy we have to yeah <laughs> and he played every song every single song on his usb oh my god <laughs> so like <laughs> he's like giving me this look you know he's like because i was trying to get another guy to show up to play and like that guy wasn't showing up and I was out he like kept looking back at me and was like, Bro, I have he's like, I got four songs on my USB left. And I was like, Well, you got four songs, like then play them. <laughs> like that's at least ten more minutes. <laughs> uh so he like yeah, he finished and then I, I ended up like my set I ended up playing for like an hour and forty five minutes. Um so I just like played a ton of drum and bass and it was awesome. Um and I, I actually, I'd like to go back to that place. I, I, wow. My manager's friends with, um, like one of the people that run it. So I think when all this is over, you might see me like maybe be even being able to like curate a lineup there. Oh wow, that'd be dope. That place looked awesome. 
that I did see it on your Instagram. It was really cool. I want We Are Your Friends like that. That should like this, that should be the plot of We Are Your Friends, not whatever the real plot. Is. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll put on I'll put on a Zac Efron skin suit any day. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> and play you and me. <laughs> just you and yeah. me for three hours. <laughs> That's honestly, I thought about just putting Wild Sow Method on, on <laughs> or just put like for the... three hours and just like playing it, playing into people preconceived notions of me. Talk about like drum and bass. Talk about wave being the future. I feel like drum and bass is starting to pick up some steam, although it's been around for a long time and it's a legendary genre. Of course, don't shoot me, but it's really getting popularity. I think. Yeah, here. Yeah, no, I think you're right. And I think wave music and drum and bass are both having like there's time in the light right now. And what's cool about drum and bass is, yeah, it's like so OG. There's like the biggest library of amazing. Like people are like, I don't like drum and bass. I'm like, you don't like jump up. Like there's like you like you yes. like liquid drum and bass. And like, oh. I'm like, what about that song? They're like, I like that song. Like That's drum and bass. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, they're like, oh, I don't like drum and bass. I'm like, what about they're like, oh, yeah, I really like song too uh taylor my girlfriend i'm indirectly talking to you <laughs> she's looking at me across the room like yo fuck you um <laughs> uh, but yeah no it's it's amazing and like i actually just saw right before all this shit went down the worship tour which was like sub focus uh 1991 culture culture shock mm-hmm. and dimension uh they did like a limited tour in the u.s and like talk about drum and bass like heaven is it's just so good and drum and bass producers like the top tier of drum and bass producers make like the like underground and like experimental dubstep scene that i'm in like no offense to anybody but like they're on a different level like drum and bass producers are like so seasoned and so good oh yeah especially like neurofunk and all those like really technical difficult genres it's mm-hmm. just like it's so it's so crazy yeah, for me it was like Noisia's um was like I, I was I was definitely late to it, but no- Noisia's Outer Edges EP or album, whatever that was, oh, listening yeah. to that, it was like how like just it was, it was like like that level of production where you're like I don't even know even if I somehow made this like would I even think to like like not only their sounds but that like the way they use their sounds and like specifically like tentacles and like the vocal in that song, it's all like. It's not just like making cool sounds. It's like using them in ways that like nobody would think to use them. Like on top of the sounds being like unbelievable. Yeah, no, it's it's unbelievable. Um, Rip, I was gonna. We were supposed to see them first time at Forest. Real bummed about that. First and no, oh, they'll be back. One question that um, we asked Blank, and I think is like really interesting to hear. And this it might have been that um, the narrow show, but what was the most surreal surreal kind of either moment or place that like you experienced and then then you kind of look back and you're like wow this like music kind of brought me here like music has taken me here yeah yeah. i mean i think you're on the money there like the nero show yeah just like dude i in like 2010 when welcome reality came out i listened to that album probably 400 times and i'm not kidding um so like that and then, like, seeing, like, some of my high school friends showed up and, like, that I hadn't seen oh, in, like, wow. six years. And they're like, like, holy shit, dude. Like, I felt, like, much more of a DJ than some of my other shows, you know? Like, mm-hmm. 
it was just really cool. Um, and besides that, probably um, Deja Vu mm. was also like a big one for me. And I think that helped like legitimize like what I was doing. Cause I feel like a lot of people see me as like a SoundCloud mix maker or whatever. And like what I first started out doing, but I, th- I think those two shows were like, Hey, like it's time to take this kid seriously. And, and also just like made me feel like maybe what I was doing isn't just like all in my head, you know, like mm. I'm like, okay, like these are making me feel less of an investor. Like I, I'm doing the thing. Do you think there'll be a point where you solely do your thing and just music? Or do you think you'll always have your, your day job in marketing? Uh, painful. Um, <laughs> yeah, why are you worded like, like that? <laughs> <laughs> do you plan to be a slave to the system forever? Or like, do you want to stop? No, the... the <laughs> yeah, no, no. The painful thing comes from the answer to that question. And I was making plans this year to sign with a booking agent um who i've been in talks with since like you know like last year um and we were gonna i was gonna like play a lot more like supporting shows of like bigger acts you know like either direct support or like on you know somebody who's a lot bigger than me to help grow my brand and then i was looking to like quit my job by the end of this year and then i was gonna move out of san francisco possibly at the beginning of next year and then like get added to somebody's like national tour. Um, so I haven't really talked about that because none of that happened. And like, (laughs) uh, it all was like indefinitely postponed because of COVID. Um, and like, I don't want to be like, Oh, like, Oh, he's gonna do all this stuff. But like, you know, it never happened. So, um, yeah, there, (laughs) hopefully like eventually that, that'll be a thing um i think it's closer than far away depending on you know what happens with all of this stuff but you know it's also been postponed because i i need an income that's you know reliable especially right now and like i make really good money at my at my day job and like i couldn't support me or my girlfriend or like pay my bills um doing music Especially in, I could not in San Francisco though, you know, like I'm paying, like not going to tell you how much I'm paying, but it's thousands of dollars a month in Mm -hmm. rent for a studio. So like, yeah, I would, I would have to be playing like shows all the time to like make rent. And like, that's not what I want to be doing with my music project. Like I want to quit my job when I can like really do this. And like mm-hmm. once I really have a big fan base and like can go on a big like like I wouldn't obviously jump into my own tour, but like to to get like tour experience on someone else's tour as a supporting act. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, that's that's whenever it happens now. Well, luckily in that time that we are kind of in this COVID period, we have all these live streams happening, which we've kind of talked about before. Um, but for you specifically with the streams you're on, you will be on Harmony, which is coming up. Uh, nice segue. Yeah. Thank you. Did you like that segue? Um, what, <laughs> what can we expect from your mix in that, on that set? Yeah. So I'm, first of all, I'm super excited. I think this is like one of the best live streaming lineups, just in general. If this was a, a in-person lineup, like I hey, would, oh my God, you know, dumb. the gif where like, 
the gif where it's like the robot hitting the nut button. Yes. <laughs> it's like no, like that. That's how I feel about being on this lineup. Like the whole undercard is amazing. <laughs> like all the headliners are are also amazing. Um, and like Electric Hawk has like you know, it's really like pulse on the underground and just like not just underground because there's people like Subdocta and like Buku. But, like, you also have somebody like Skeller who's, like, included in those headliners. So that's really, really mm-hmm. cool yeah. to see for me. Um, as for the set, I'd say, like, the first 25 minutes is, like, a DJ set. Um, it's, like, one or two of my songs, but a, a lot of it's, like, some of the wonkier, like, I don't know, like, dubstepy. Uh, uh, yeah, stuff like the experimental stuff with with, like, really like technical mixing and acapella play um mm. stuff i've done some of it before elsewhere um mostly like in live settings but you might recognize some of it some of it's new uh and then like the back half of the mix is like i think there's 10 plus maybe maybe 10 like new original ids of mine uh and like an unreleased collab with Unk. Uh, called Sandman that's like ridiculous it's ridiculous and then some new music that I've been listening to like uh, there's some new uh, Alex Perez in there there's a song from Sully's EP Um, it's it's gonna be really cool and diverse and right before all this was happening I spent a lot of (laughs) a lot of my money on uh, tour visuals um (laughs) because <laughs> i was like trying to ramp, ramp uh, up like how much content i had for playing live shows right. um so like i'm not i don't have mm-hmm. a, a full like library for clips to just play back to back like for a set but i i don't know i got like 15 or so done um so i had my friend kelly who's goes by vj radiance like take all of like the resolume visuals that i have had custom made and then like she made a custom visual mix specifically for harmony with all my new visuals. Um, so it's like, I know some of the other artists are going to have Dr. Cock VJ for them. Um, but I have like my own custom audio visual, like never before seen mix, um, that I'm going to be playing like specifically for harmony. Uh, and I emailed that to like Daryl and all those, those guys last night. So, Maybe you can hit him up and he'll send you the Dropbox link if you want to well, yes. spoil, spoil the surprise. Spoil it. No, I'll keep it a surprise. <laughs> Maybe we will. Yeah. Well, that's exciting, though. I mean, you had some of your own visuals on that Night Flight mix that I thought was just yeah, yeah. cool to see. Yeah, so there's like there's a, like 15 more of those. And nice. oh, wow. I, I worked with a couple different uh, artists. Like I worked with Droid. Um, who does some of, of tipper's visuals um so like i i and t2 uh who does like a lot of festival visuals i think he's done like louis the child and a couple other people like that so it's gonna be dope i wasn't expecting you to be on night flight the other the other night and then they announced you and i saw it and i was like like what yeah and what he, did i do did i do something right i did something right he commented on my camilla caballo remix and was like this is cool it's like oh my god because like i love i i soren's music He's right honestly that that night of uh night flight mix was one of my favorite live stream nights so far it was quite the journey from 
Daryl into you. And yeah, and Daryl's set was so good too. Like, yeah, it, it, it all like really flowed together really well. That's. Yeah, I don't know who gave Daryl the right to be so fucking good at everything he does. Yeah, but I <laughs> yeah, I was shout like, out Daryl. This asshole, God. <laughs> 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 i know i'm like trying to like make after effects and he's like oh i just downloaded after effects and like i'm already making, making like festivals worth he's like yeah I, I also go by numosis i don't <laughs> <laughs> oh that'd be great i could 100 but shout out numosis he's That's also super talented yeah i think we've made it through here uh it's been well over an hour um you're just so damn interesting dude <laughs> Thank you. Do you know, seriously, this was this has been a treat. Um, yeah, this is awesome. Thank you for coming on and talking with us about your music and who you are. Uh, I'm excited for your harmony set. I think we all are. Yeah, I'm I'm really yeah. excited for that. And uh, have to plug Mind is everywhere uh, on Monday, yep. 4:20. I know there's like, I I was like 4:20. Everyone knows that day, but then like I realized that everybody's releasing music that day um there's like <laughs> 20 live streams like five yeah. albums like wiz khalifa tweeted like dropping an album on 420 i was like fuck <laughs> like, yeah. of course you are theory uh, how far is wiz khalifa's house from san francisco <laughs> yeah. he, he said like what would you do if i dropped it yeah and i was like uh <laughs> probably like postpone it the day so it doesn't outshine me yeah. you should do it on na- <laughs> national drug test day mind yeah you. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, oh, never mind, fuck that. But no, <laughs> all I ask is like for people to listen to it and like give it a chance. Um, and harmony is gonna be crazy. Like the visual mix is really, really good. Like not just like gassing it up. Like it's it's cool. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm just really excited and I'm happy that you guys shot the shit with me for like it's almost like an hour and a half now. I have two last really quick questions that revolve around releasing so if you can't talk about these i'll edit this out um is the are you planning on uploading that harmony or um my flight set anywhere uh i feel like you're asking this for yourself <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> both of these both of these questions yeah are yeah uh so yeah i'm gonna release that as like my like return to down tempo adventure um i already have like the oh, art nice. made for it and everything and like it's already on soundcloud just private um so if you can guess like the url the private url <laughs> like s847 i don't know <laughs> I, I believe in you maybe you can crack the code um all right I'll, yeah i'll start coding something up to <laughs> yeah uh but yeah i'm i'm gonna release it i don't know if i'm gonna release it on my own soundcloud i might like do it with like maybe a partner in the wave community um, on one of their podcasts or something. Um, So I'm going to find a really good and like also strategic home for that, but it'll be up. Um, It's going to be like a follow-up to the mind. Like mine's going to come out. I'm going to give that time to breathe and then like hit them with the down tempo adventure and then like hit them with another festival that I haven't announced and then like hit them with the, the unk collab. And then I have like oh, heck yeah. another song showing out that's being mastered right now. And like, I'm just going to keep like pumping content directly into y'all's ear holes. Absolutely. <laughs> um, the other question I heard rumors, and he's also an 
A, also on Harmony, and B, um, a friend. Is it true there's a Ravenscoon and Use collab? Yeah, there is. In the works? Oh, let's go. Yeah, so he, he was like, hey, like, I finished some of this, like, EP that I was writing, but, like, I just, I think he was just either, like, not comfortable with where it ended up or something, mm-hmm. and he was like, check out, like, these songs. Um, if you like any of them, like, I'm down to, like, collab and, like, re-envision them. And I like I like two of them. One was Pegasus, and was one was called Monsters, I think. Um, yeah. And I like sat down with Pegasus, in one evening, and just like really, like, w- when someone sends me something that's like already pretty far along, or like in that case, it was done. You know, um, I try to keep a lot of the original elements there. So like, you know, highlighting what they were doing rather than like taking everything and like making it basically like yeah. my song you know um mm-hmm. so i added a lot to it and i like th- there's like there, i don't know that it, it was like a little bit um or like contemplative and like it was heavy but like it i i just changed the vibe of it really and like made it into mm-hmm. into something that's also uh in my wheelhouse um mm-hmm. so i i need to dig back into it and like edit it some more and change some of the sounds a little bit more but it's it sounds really fucking cool um so it's and like all all that really is used like he gave me like a gem and i'm just like Mm -hmm. sprinkling the salt on it like salt man with the glasses yeah (laughs) it's like a reflective (laughs) song uh no it's fucking it's like (laughs) no not i i wouldn't say it was ever reflective but it was like a little bit like the intro was a little bit slower and then it had like kind of a heavy drop. Uh, and I, I just like turned up the energy throughout all of that. <laughs> Crank that up. Yeah. I was like sausage fattener on the master game. And <laughs> it's a Raven's game song now. But no, it's, it's like 125 BPM. So it's like the BPM of like trap. Yeah. But it's like it's like wonky it's like wook dubstep whatever they call that nice it's cool whatever the kids, kids. Call it these days i just put a, i just put a bunch of yeah. sirens and air horns in the background there you go <laughs> Diplo clap on the way you don't even need a kick <laughs> sirens but yeah that one's definitely just like in nice it's in my i have like probably 15 songs um and then like i'd say 10 originals or 12 originals and then like five to ten collabs that i'm working on um that are gonna be finished sometime i i have this bad thing where i write 80 percent of a song or 70 percent of a song and then i'm like this is cool and then i just want to write something new and different instead of like yeah it's it's really hard to take a song from 70 percent to 100 uh so i just make something new instead (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) to commit to it yeah yeah i'm like oh my god like i have to spend five hours making the snare sound good like i'm just gonna write something else <laughs> i'm just gonna make a song that doesn't have any snares yeah exactly <laughs> and it's just gonna be like strobe by dead mouse except for just the art just the arpeggio <laughs> for like 14 minutes and it's gonna be a masterpiece wasn't good enough my life well, Paul, thanks for stopping and yes. hanging with us for so long. Yeah, really thank appreciate you. Appreciate it very much. Uh, you know, Electric Hawk has mad love for you. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. 
listen to mind yes exactly mind it's gonna be beautiful thank you yeah thank you thank you and the edm id uh mix listen to everything that i've Just ever done SoundCloud. yeah <laughs> <laughs> also stream my shit on spotify because booking agents apparently like spotify. and spotify <laughs> yeah they're all about that top cities yeah sorry <laughs> top cities. <laughs> but i did have one important question to leave you with so would you rather fight six one foot bill gates or one 16 foot jeff bezos oh I think I want to take on like master level Bezos, <laughs> like by boss level. Yeah, I know there's like a lot of people like scared that Bill Gates is gonna like microchip them and like vaccinate them for diseases and save the world <laughs> or something. Whatever people are afraid of, um, but I'm more concerned with 16 foot Jeff Bezos who doesn't pay his workers living wages. So to you, fuck you. Um, <laughs> Like, you don't become the richest man in the world by paying your workers a fair wage. And I think if I just make that tweet go viral, he might shrink back down to his little uh, <laughs> micro penis sized self, and then we'll be okay. <laughs> he'll have to distribute that 16 feet of energy to the bots to fight it, and then yeah, he'll if, be back if to my size. If my Alexa blows up, uh, <laughs> yeah sorry Why? to daryl but uh this this episode of electric talk not sponsored by amazon yeah. no. sorry for your sponsors yeah <laughs> it's okay we'll take a hit yeah we'll be all right all right though thank you seriously thank you so much mind ep 420 harmony stream check him out yep it'll already be out when you listen to this so listen to the mind ep thank you guys thank you paul appreciate you all right i'll see you soon thank you all right see ya